Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you are listening to episode 27 of Connection Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad that you're with me today. Now, if you're new around here, welcome. And if you've been with me a while, I am so glad that you are hanging out with me today. Now, if you are one of my beloved regular subscribers, you may or may not have noticed that I did not publish a new episode last week. And that was an intentional decision, and I am just super excited to share why. First of all, let me say that I missed you. Know that you were really on my heart all week long. I spent several days in San Diego with my husband, Philip, celebrating our 24th anniversary. And I'm imagining your applause and cheers for that right now. And I am gracefully taking a bow in my tiny closet here where I'm recording because hello, marriage is awesome. And it's a lot of hard work. Am I right? Like 24 years, we are pretty proud of ourselves. Now, Our trip was a much needed break for both myself and my sweet husband. And we had a blast tootling around the Southern California coast. We actually um, were surprisingly um, upgraded to a fun little red VW bug convertible and we just had a blast. And I posted pics of us on my Instagram account. So I would love for you to go there and check that out. Now, the best part of our time together was something that was completely unexpected for me. And I'm not talking about the red VW convertible. It was the reminder that when I practice good self-care, everyone benefits. Now you might be thinking, what does a podcast on self-care have to do with connecting with my teen? And my answer to that, frankly, is everything. It has everything to do with connecting with your teen. As I flew home to Texas after a trip, I was reminded of that very overused oxygen mask analogy. I think you probably are familiar with it as well. The one where you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you put your child's on them. And, you know, I listen to the regular spiel, like they do it at the beginning of every flight, right? Like I'm sure if you've flown before, you know, they always talk about parents, put your mask on first, then put on your child's. But this time I really stopped to be curious about it. Why is it always part of that safety spiel at the beginning of every single flight I've ever been on? And what was the incident that made it necessary? You know, how many times do parents pass out or worse before the safety gurus at the airlines realized they were going to have to spell it out for all of us crazy parents? And here's what I think. I think they recognized something that we as parents tend to take for granted. We put our kids first, right? It's instinctual and perfectly natural to sacrifice your own safety, your own comfort, your own food sometimes, your sleep, your um, blankets or sweater or jacket, etc., etc. I mean, just fill in the blank there. We are just naturally inclined to sacrifice those things for our children if they are in need. We don't even think twice about it, right? But... There is a time for making sure that you yourself are safe and comfortable and well-fed and well-rested and warm. A time when it is okay to set everything aside and nurture your body, your mind, and your spirit. Because otherwise, the part of you that's you just dries up, right? And withers because 
the parts of you that are spouse or parent or employee, boss, caregiver, you know I can go on and on here. Those parts of you can suck the you out of you. And you can't possibly be the best you or keep your sanity for that matter for your teens, for your spouse, or for anyone else if you never take the time to make sure that you are taking care of you, if you never put that oxygen mask on, right? Now, if you're like me, it is super easy to forget to take the time to practice good self-care. And then for me, the consequences usually sneak up on me. If you have ever experienced any of the following, it might be time for some good self-care. Number one, you might have a short fuse with your teens or with anyone else. And what this looks like is you are easily frustrated and super quick to get angry and blow a fuse. Number two, you might find yourself clenching without even realizing it and have to deliberately focus on relaxing your muscles. Here's what that looks like. At any given time, you notice your jaws clamped down, your shoulders are knotted up, your fists, and let's be honest here, even your butt is clenched tightly. And it takes time to release that tension that you have coiled up in there. Okay, number three, you feel a constant sense of overwhelm. Now, what this might look like, you might feel like nothing is ever finished, no loops are ever closed, right? And you're drowning in your to-do list. Number four, all your interactions with your teen or your spouse are adversarial or tense. And now what this might look like is you arguing over inconsequential things, and maybe you even feel under attack in all of your exchanges with your family. Also, number five, you might feel resentful about the routine day-to-day tasks that you normally perform for your family. And what this looks like is maybe you let the dishes pile up in the sink because you are tired of either bugging people to do it or doing it yourself. Or you might refuse to fold your spouse's socks and underwear because they never help you fold or they haven't recently. And you also might know that the dog is whining because she doesn't have food or water and you are done with it all. And so you are not putting that food and water in there without asking one of your kids or your spouse to do it first. Now, if you identified with any of those feelings, then I can guarantee that you are in need of some good self-care. And by the way, all of those what this looks like Um, categories that I mentioned within those five things, um, those described me before Philip and I left for San Diego. I was such a mess. I was totally off the rails and I was nowhere near the kind of wife and mom or even human being, let's be honest, that I want to be. And please understand that I totally get that being able to escape for a week to a beautiful city like San Diego was a total blessing and a complete privilege. And truthfully, it is not something that happens frequently or very often at all for us. And I will admit that it was glorious. It was an amazing week and we loved every single minute of it. We slept, we ate yummy meals, We had planned out days and we had spontaneous days. Truly, the week was just a beautiful gift. But as we walked through our time in San Diego, I definitely was not taking it for granted. And I was recognizing that, hey, I let myself get to a place that is not very healthy. So how am I going to take a little bit of this San Diego magic and bring it back home with me? I really did recognize how much my body and my spirit 
needed that time out so that I could rejuvenate and dream even and plan. Like my husband and I had some really great conversations about our hopes for the future and some really practical conversations about some steps we need to take in some different areas of our lives. So those things are hard to do when you are on the merry-go-round of daily life. So I recognized that I needed to build some of that into my day-to-day. So with real life looming, I really started asking myself some serious questions about how to do that. Now, here are some of the steps to do that that I came up with, and I've started to implement some of them. And I would invite you to join me in this kind of self-care adventure. I hope that my list resonates with you and inspires you. And I hope what it leads you to do is to create your own lists, because the things that kind of nurture me and my soul and my body aren't necessarily going to be the same things that nurture you. But for me, here is what practicing self-care looks like. Number one, being good to my body. And what this looks like for me is eating nurturing foods and getting good rest. And I will admit the rest part is a real struggle for me because I'm a night owl, but I have to get up early for my family to get everybody off to school and the day started right. So getting enough hours of sleep at night is a real challenge. And that's something I'm committed to working on. Now also getting on a regular exercise schedule. I actually, while we were in San Diego, signed up for an online yoga service. I think it's called the Yoga Collective or something like that. There was a group on for it. And I'm really hoping that it helps helps keep me on track because when I spend money on something, it tends to keep me motivated to not waste my investment, right? Okay, the second thing would be creating daily. And for me, what this looks like is taking time to write daily. So I have a fiction book that I am working on revising. I also love to journal. Um, It also might for me be things like crafting or designing stuff on Photoshop or on uh, online. There's a great Um, website that's free that's called Canva where you can design all kinds of stuff for social media or cards or things like that. It's super fun. It's Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com. And then um, for you, I think maybe it's something like drawing or cooking or planning a personal project or working out in your yard or knitting or just whatever it is that makes you feel creative and feed your soul. I would recommend doing that. Thirdly, tending to my relationships. Now what this looks like for me is carving out time for one-on-ones with my husband and with each of my teens. So making sure my husband and I have a date night each week and having really intentional time with my teens, like um, an hour and a half or so maybe right after school or early in the morning or in the evenings or on the weekends, whenever we can fit it in to just hang out, like no agendas at all, just sitting and talking, maybe letting them choose um, to like go grab a drink at Sonic or whatever it is that they want to do. The other thing as far as tending to my relationships goes is being intentional in my time with my friendships. And I have a friend that I actually meet for breakfast once a week. And there are two other friends that I meet with on a monthly basis. Um, There's a group that that I meet with weekly that is partly professional and partly a friendship. Like I think we started out professionally and it's grown into just an amazing friendship with these three ladies that I'm in in a critique group with. And then there's also another group of ladies that I meet with monthly that's part of our life group 
relationship with church. And those, I really thrive when I have great relationships with friends. For me, several years ago, I did, um, you may have heard of a lady named Laura Casey. She has a website called Cultivate What Matters. She's fabulous. And she has a product called Power Sheets that I went through a few years ago. And I really discovered that relationships are off the charts important to me. And going through the exercises in her products really helped me get intentional about cultivating my friendships. And really, I would say it kind of gave me permission to make them a priority because I think before that I always kind of felt like, oh, you know, I'm neglecting my have tos when I'm hanging out with friends and I'm just kind of, you know, messing around and not doing anything important. But I really realized that that is one of my favorite kinds of self-care and it is important to me to cultivate those relationships. Anyway, I have put a link to Laura Casey's website so that you can go check that out too. Now, number four on my list isn't like a huge amount of fun, but let me tell you what it is. And here's what it looks like. It's not, again, it's not fun to implement, but I always have such peace of mind after I do it. And that is tending to myself means catching up on any appointments that I've put off. Things like going to the dentist or getting a mammogram or doing a yearly physical or having my eyes checked. All of those supposed tos that keep me healthy and in good working order and I don't look forward to them, but again, I feel so much better and at peace after I've taken care of those. So that is a really big piece of good self-care for me. Now, the fifth one is creating rituals versus routines. And here's what this looks like. It's making the daily things that I do intentional and thoughtful. So what I mean by that is like when I have a cup of tea, because I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do love me a good cup of tea. So when I'm drinking it, I make it a thing, like where I appreciate the warmth of the mug in my hand and I enjoy every sip and I pay attention to the smell coming out of the cup and I pay attention to where I am when I'm drinking it and looking around me. So really being fully present in the moment. Um, it might mean wrapping up in a soft throw blanket while I read where I really feel the soft texture and enjoy the relaxing feeling of just laying down or reclining on the couch and reading or it might be in what I'm eating just really savoring each bite like you get the picture of what I'm saying I think another good way to put it would maybe be to be very mindful of everything that I'm doing so a way to take good care of myself is being mindful. So that's super important to me as well. Now, you'll notice that a lot of these that I mentioned in these five don't take a ton of time or any other resources. They just take intentionality and awareness and attention. And like I just said, mindfulness. And if you're able to throw in some away time every so often, um, not necessarily obviously a week away, but maybe an afternoon at a coffee shop or at the library, which those are my favorites, anywhere where there's books, right? Or it might be a walk in a nearby park, or it might even just be sitting in your car somewhere, um, enjoying a Sonic drink or a Starbucks drink or whatever. And I'll just say this, if you don't know what Sonic is, I'm so very sorry for you. You can look it up online, but they have amazing fun drinks. So anyway, I digress. So we're home now, right? Like, obviously, I'm doing my podcast again. And we really did have to jump right back into our crazy life. 
but I did get home recharged and ready to get back to adulting. Now, a big part of that was obviously my time with Philip, but another part of it was because of an amazing conference that I attended in San Diego over the weekend for entrepreneurs. And that experience definitely counts as spectacular self-care as far as I'm concerned. There's just something so empowering about being with your people, right? And the group that I was with was so uplifting and nurturing, and the people I got to hang out with were just so amazing that it was definitely self-care for me. And I would just love to give a huge shout out to Amy Porterfield and her team for hosting an incredible event. And also to my new friends from Table 34 and all of the lunches and the hangout times that I had with others um, who just made the weekend so fantastic. Now, I'm in the right frame of mind to connect with my teens now, and I am watching and waiting for any opportunities to jump in with them. And I am just super curious to know if you guys struggle with good self-care the way I do. Now, it seems like something we parents wrestle with a lot. I don't know, maybe maybe it's just me, but I would love to hear from any of you if you would reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or leave a comment here on um, iTunes or Spotify, or if you're listening to it on my website, drop me a comment there. And I would love for you to tell me about your experience with self-care or lack thereof, right? Like, I'd love to hear from those of you maybe who are doing self-care really well. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments on that. Now, I would also love, love, love for you to subscribe to Connection Not Perfection if you haven't already done that. And also, if you haven't left a comment, I would love for you to do that as well, or a review, because it really does make it easier for others to find us. And I truly want to serve as many people as I can as we navigate connecting with our teens. Thank you so much for being with me today. And remember, from an ish girl who is already missing the beautiful Southern California beaches, it is all about connection, not perfection.